Grace and peace to you from God our Father, from his Son, our Savior, the Holy Spirit. This, the triune God. Our text, as you notice in the bulletin, taken this day from John's Gospel, the 15th chapter, there, verse 7, which reads, If you stay in me and what I say stays in you, ask for anything you want, and it will be done for you. So far the text, you notice it was a different translation than the one printed in the bulletin. Our second week with a focus on prayer. What shall we ask? It is clearly right, in fact, expected that we ask. Today, for what shall we ask? There are several sections to the message today, and at the end of each one, I ask for your participation. I'll give you, I'll give you your line. First and, fo- and most importantly, we should ask, we should pray for the forgiveness of our sins. This is our most important, our most critical need. Because our sin, our disobedience, separates us from our God. Thanks be to God who has given us an advocate, a go-between. I'm sorry, for some reason that is not working for me. We'll try to stay a little further away. Jesus Christ, the righteous, is that go-between. The blood of Jesus Christ, Scripture says, his son cleanses us from all sin. Jesus paid the price of of forgiveness, and he, he earned the right to intercede for us before our Heavenly Father. Think of that. Jesus, the advocate, going to the Father in our behalf because he had paid the price. He paid for our forgiveness. He earned the right to intercede for us as a sacrifice for our sin. In Hebrews 4, we have a high priest who has sympathized with our weakness. He he was tempted in every way just as we are, only without sin. So let us come boldly to God's throne of grace to get mercy and find love to help us when we need it. Your turn, we pray. Father, forgive our sins for Jesus' sake. So we pray. Secondly, we should pray to be delivered from temptation and the power of the devil. Certainly you and I as God's children want and need God's help to resist those powers of evil, namely Satan, the world, and our own flesh. Remember how we were taught about that in our catechism training. Powers of evil which are constantly hounding us, seeking us to lead us away from our Lord in our words and our deeds. Jesus told his disciples in Matthew 26, pray 
Pray that you will not fall into temptation. In other words, pray before the temptation arrives. Now that's an idea. Yeah, before Jesus calmed the storm on Galilee, he spent the whole night in prayer. Turn off those distractions. You know what I mean. Yeah, the television, sure. The computer, uh uh-huh. The phone. You can finish the list. Turn them off. Spend time with your Lord. In Hebrews 4, let us approach God's throne of grace with confidence so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. Our prayer for deliverance is a prayer for strength. And the Lord strengthens us with this assurance. 1 Corinthians chapter 1. You haven't been tempted more than you could expect. You can trust God. He will not let you be tempted more than you can stand. When you are tested, he will also make a way out so that you can bear it. So far that reading. Paul prayed for the removal, you remember, of the thorn in the flesh. God's answer is God's assurance and God's strength available also to you and me. 2 Corinthians chapter 12, you know this one. My grace is sufficient for you, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. And so it's time. Let us pray. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. And so we pray. After seeking the strength and assurance needed to resist the temptation to to go the wrong way, we should pray for God to show us the right way. The psalmist cried, teach me to do thy will. We newly made over in Christ people that we are seek a new direction, a direction new for our living of the life he has granted us, direction that is pleasing to our God, to our Lord. Paul prayed for the Colossians. It is is the beginning of our prayer the prayer we have for each other, the prayer that I have for you as the people of God at Beautiful Savior, and those who are guests among us as well. And we should pray in like manner also for ourselves. In Colossians chapter 1, we haven't stopped praying for you and asking God to fill you with a clear knowledge of his will by giving you every kind of spiritual wisdom and understanding so that you live worthy of the Lord, aiming to please in every way as you produce every kind of good work and grow by knowing your God better. Indeed, We pray 
Lord, Lord, teach me to do what you want me to do. My brothers and sisters, since all spiritual blessings as we seek them are dependent upon the work of the Holy Spirit, it seems appropriate, no, that we should in fact pray to receive the Holy Spirit and his leadership in our life. The importance of this prayer is verified in Acts chapter 1. It says, you shall receive power after the Holy Spirit has come upon you. The Spirit is truly to be desired. Listen again to John 14. The comforter of the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you everything and remind you of everything I told you. What a great promise. Peter tells us the kind of preparation that is necessary for you and I to receive the Holy Spirit when he speaks in Acts 2. Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of sins. And you will be given the Holy Spirit. Shall we? We pray. Lord, Help us to prepare and then send us your Holy Spirit. As brothers and sisters in Christ, we should pray that God would help us to love one another. Paul's prayer for the Thessalonian Christians is a good example of how. So it speaks. The Lord make you to increase and abound in love one toward another and toward all people even as we do toward you. We pray. Lord, help us to love one another as you have loved us. We have many physical needs, brothers and sisters, and we should pray that God would help us meet those needs. It's quite appropriate for us to do so. Paul encouraged it in Philippians 4, let your requests be made known unto God. Jesus said to pray, give us this day our daily bread. James said in chapter five of his epistle, pray for one another that you may be healed. We do that. We do it here in worship and we do it in our, prayer, in our personal prayer life and we do it now. We pray, Lord, provide for our physical needs and use us to accomplish the same. When praying for physical blessings, we should pray according to God's will. That's his instructions to us. In 1 John chapter 5, he promises, we feel sure of him that if we ask for anything according to his will, he listens to us. And if we know he listens to us, whatever we ask, we know we get what we ask him for. We pray, Lord, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Dear brothers and sisters, our 
petitions to God are asking of him his grace, his mercy is as instinctive as a child that comes and tugs on mom's hand and makes a request, a request that would meet a need of that child. So it is for us as the children of God. If you stay in me and my word stays in you, ask for anything you want and it will be done for you. Since prayer is offering God the opportunity to speak to us, to give to us, and to do through us what he wills, what he wants, may we be moved to pray every day about everything. And that is our prayer. May we be moved, O oh Lord, to pray this day and every day about everything and to anticipate by means of your grace a response that secures us to yourself. And so the people of God said, May the peace of God, which far surpasses our human understanding, keep your hearts, your minds, and your lives in that same